This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 198, Healing Your Aura to Manifest Your Fullest Potential. If you're curious to learn more about your aura, energy fields, or the quantum realm, and how it all connects to transformation and healing, today's episode is going to be exactly what you're looking for. For today's episode, I sat down with Crew von Holzendorf Failing. Crew is an internationally renowned coach and energy healer who was gifted from birth with the ability to read and heal people's trauma, auras, and energy fields. She is the founder of Crew Essence and has coached and helped countless individual and business clients in Europe, in the US, and in Asia for the last 20 plus years. Crew is highly regarded for clearly seeing and explaining to clients the true root causes of what is holding them back, the blockages in their life, and how this can be transformed and move into resolution. She knows that the natural state of life is to be abundant and that this can be true for everyone and everything in life. If this episode helps you in any way, share it and help someone else on their journey. You can leave a review on iTunes for them to find the episode or the podcast in general, or share your takeaways on social media. I always love to read your takeaways on the episode, so make sure to screenshot and tag at on and off your mat podcast so I can see it. All right. If you're ready to tap into the unseen for healing and growth, let's get to today's episode with crew. Hi, crew. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on your show. So for listeners that don't know you yet, can we start by you telling us a bit about yourself and your journey and what you do? So I think this is always the hardest part of the podcast to talk about <laughs> yourself. So I'm German, but I live in the US and in Costa Rica. And I have been born psychic and I live my whole life already as a very or like, let's say, like a very multidimensional experience, uh, which it is not for everybody. And so this has turned me into a, to what I am today, me being me and doing me and really doing nothing other than that. <laughs> like, and bringing this to service um, to other people. So whatever that means, whoever sits in front of me, what I can deliver to make their life better. And so this is basically, I've always been like this. And at some point I made it my profession and my path was very diverse. For many, many, many years, I wanted nothing to do with all of this. Like most healers, they don't want to be healers. <laughs> it's so funny. Like so many people that have not been born like this, that they want to become healers and they want nothing but that. And then people that are born like that, they want nothing but to be normal like everybody else. <laughs> So yeah, it took me some time. I had two babies. They are much taller than I am today, 20 and 15. And I'm married to a wonderful man. And yeah, I have really beautiful job by being with this change that is happening in people when they work with me. Mm -hmm. And also the change that happens in the world with every little bit of love we pour into this existence. It always ripples into change and one thing I can totally say is I'm very much in love with life and with every part of life. So that's me. It's also the not so good parts of life, like because they belong. They are such an, a vital part of the journey. There's a million things that I love other than just spiritual life. I love yoga. I have done uh, yoga very young age and it's a beautiful tool. Yeah, to become present in your own life mm -hmm. and in your own 
time, which is also so individual for every one of us. Um, so yes, that's for one sure. of the things. Beautiful. I have read about you that you have the ability to heal people's trauma, their auras, their energy field. For listeners that obviously know these words, but sometimes we know like what the aura is, and that might seem like a silly question, but we actually don't really know at the same time, right? Can you explain what is our aura and where it's coming from, how it's there, and what are you reading into it? So I have been asked this question many times. It's like for most of the people that uh, live in this world, they have a five sensory experience. Like they experience very little of all the etheric parts that exist just as much, you know. So if you think of the physical body to be the five sensory experience body, you know, then there's lots of different layers of energetic fields that build our aura you know like and they have different purposes you know like you think of them like a, a bubble number one and then a bubble number two and another bubble and another bubble and, and they all have different just like the arm has a different purpose than the leg or the head has a different purpose than the belly it's just like that there are two in the aura these different etheric or energetic bodies have different purpose like there's an emotional body then we have a database And we have an emotional body that's pretty clear to everybody what that does. And then there's an astral body, which is that's the body that we use for dreaming. That's the body that we get in contact and imprint on other people and from other people. So it's it, then there's the, the database, which, which we call the causal body. And that is where all our experiences are stored that we have ever made, everything that we've ever learned. And everything is basically like Akasha. I like a very individual, personal Akasha chronic. And then we have the hypercausa body, which is the like furthest away from the physical body. That is our spiritual or divine DNA. Everything that makes us complete, everything that we as a being have in us as a potential to unfold is stored in there and can be accessed. In the best case, all bodies communicate all the time with one another. The physical body is this beautiful manifestation tool that we have been given. And the hypercausal body, when it is in a really good resonance to the physical body, then our divinity or our completeness is in constant resonance to our mm, manifestation place, which is the physical body. So, yeah, so these are all aspects of the aura. And if you can read energy fields, then it really doesn't matter what kind of field it is. You know, like, it just matters. To see, okay, where is the blockage? You know, a lot of people have a lot of resonance emotionally to things that they can't even explain. You know, like the causa body, which is the place where we store everything from all lives and, and also from things that we don't remember from this present life, depending on how far everybody that's listening wants to go. Some people really have an easy time to understand that we live so many lives. And then other people have it harder with that. But even in one life, you can accumulate enough experience to be stored in the causal body and for the emotional body to react to, even though there might not be anything in the outside, like uh, they are right next to one another. So the work that I do is often to bring the causal body to peace, to bring it into a place where it can exist without triggering the emotional body to constantly. and then. This transferring into the physical body and then have all this 
emotional uproar, you know, like that maybe even manifests in disease or all kinds of things. So there's tons of them cleaning the astral body. That's always good because imprint from other people is it's like cleaning your teeth, you know, like everybody, actually every child should learn how to clean the astral body. It's something that obviously we're not being those things yet, but I think we will get to that world uh, eventually. So you were just talking about the process of clearing or cleaning. So we have capacity to impact those layers, right? We can change what is happening in each of those layers. Absolutely. Totally. Like uh, there's so many things that help to calm the system. You know, like you think of this like your body, you know, like if you do yoga, you feel much calmer afterwards. If you meditate, you feel much calmer. And this is the same thing here. Like the auric body reacts just like every other part of yourself that you can touch, you know, like and certain things will make it calmer. There's so many ways how to influence this yourself. And then, of course, you know, like people like me, they have a little bit more advantage that I can see where the hiccup is, you know, like, and then help clear this or help overcome whatever needs or bring order to whatever needs more order, you know, like for all of these to be in a beautiful resonance with one another, like everything should always, in an optimum case, things are in beautiful resonance to one another, physical body with auric body, but also within the auric body, just as within the physical body, we have the chakra system and we have the nervous system and we have the meridian system on physical level. All of these systems, it's good when they're all in harmony and resonance with one another. So this is basically the work that I do is to bring these things back in a balanced resonance so that you can live a very empowered life, being able to use all the resources that you have been given in a human experience in order to create a beautiful life that is very true to who you really are. Mm -hmm. So this, yeah. So then can you walk us through the process? Like if we want to create change on our own, you talked about yoga and meditation and examples. What else could we do there versus what do you do when you're helping someone to find those blockages and release them and just walk them through the transformation? What are those two differences and where people can start if they're on their own and what could they expect if they would work with someone like you? The biggest difference really is that I come from the outside and that I see much easier what happens and what is happening. Like basically the big picture, I'm very much a person that works on the big picture, not so much in details. Like I see your potential, like I can see you fully, you know, like with everything that you have and everything that you have not yet developed and basically everything that was, is and will ever be that melts me in into one picture and when I look at you I see all of these things and I see where to go and what to do you know like and that is often when you're in an individual experience all by yourself you know like it's very hard to see your own big picture because you're so close yeah you're very close and you're also very tapped into this experience of this moment that might be very difficult you know like and it's hard to see the big picture when you're in the detail you know like so life as in day-to-day life is living in the detail it's not living in the grand picture so this is something that is definitely I can tell you why you experience what you're experiencing 
I can tell you what needs to be done in order. And that often entails homework, you know, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. not like in school, but it's good when you really want to change, you know. You have to take action. Yeah, yeah. And there's a million tools that can support this journey for you, that it's not just me doing the work. I mean, a lot of work is done by me, but there's so much you can do. Like breath work, for instance, it's an amazing tool. Yeah. Like there's so many great meditations and different disciplines of yoga that are extremely powerful. And other meditation, like lots of breath meditations in general are very powerful tools to create change without, even if you don't know exactly what you're going for, Hmm. this is just, is always hitting home. Like it's a beautiful beautiful way to help yourself when no other help is available everybody can breathe do you tend to go to a particular breath pattern do you tend to ask people to do a particular pattern rhythm what would that be yes so one meditation that i love a lot is called sudarshan chakra kriya it's like a meditation from kundalini Mm -hmm. or it's taught in the kundalini tradition but it's actually one of the last transferred meditations from the last Christians in the Himalayans. You know, like there were a lot of Christians in the Himalayans, like, and we're talking a thousand years back or or one and a half thousand years back. Like, I don't know, like Uh a long, long time ago. And they delivered this to maybe the Sikh tradition. I don't remember exactly the details, but this is a very powerful meditation. Not a beginner's discipline breathwork thing, but I give it to even beginners, and I have to tell you, everybody can get it. It takes a bit time to fumble yourself into it, but then even when you fumble still around, it's already powerful, you know, like, so it's it's one of my favorites. And then there's another one that is called Long Ek on Car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And also the Long Ek on Car is a, one from the Kundalini Yoga tradition. Very, very beautiful one if you need to calm down, if you need to center again, if you need to ground, if you lost yourself in something and your the turmoil is uh, intense, you know, like half an hour long, long echo car can change your life. And like it's, it's really so profoundly powerful. And then honestly, for young kids like mine, you know, like for them, it's amazing to do breathing because that's very, you know, like there's so much energy and uh, mm-hmm. they like that, you know. So uh, when I have young clients, often I give them things like this, do ice bath to learn how to surrender. And then there's an amazing breath meditation from the Sri Sri Avishanka tradition. They call it also Sudarshan, but with S-U and not S-O, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, that one is also really powerful. It's like, Breathing in circles, like big circles, medium circles, and then small circles. And you do this in like different rhythms. And it's it's really powerful too. Like that one I like very much. So it depends also who you are and where you at. You know, like to you can try them all and see which one fits. If you don't have somebody like me that can tell you which one fits, you know, so then just try them and see. Breath of fire to do this before any kind of breath meditation is really good. Five minutes of breath of fire is just so good for your whole system because you're activating your fire and you're activating your lung capacity. And so it's it's a really beautiful, simple. And then one of the best ones really for everybody is long deep breathing because we all breathe so shallow. And how can life come like it's like filling only one gallon in your car? You know, like how far do you get? You know, like then you fill another gallon in your car. 
It's like so tedious. You have to leave the highway <laughs> at every stop, you know, like uh, to get gas again. So that's how we breathe. Most humans today breathe very shallow, like this one gallon thing. And then we have to breathe again. And then and this is also what we do is we don't reach into these places where we feel safe with our breath, um, which is the lower chakra area. Um, so we see a lot of anxiety and all of these things in the world. And this is partly also because we have unlearned to breathe right, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because if we breathe in our full capacity, we have so much gas in the car that we know, oh, we can drive, you know, like we don't have to make sure that we get to the next exit so we can get a, the next gallon of gas, you know? So <laughs> it's a very different kind of driving uh, with a full tank than with an empty sure. one all the time. For sure. So we can go at it from trying to see if something feels blocked or something feels to be realigned in the sense or reordered. You, you talked about order earlier or resonance. Can we also go the other way and just think of one thing we think we want to embody or we know we need to embody and go that way? Like, let's say we know we want to embody more confidence work directly from that theme into our aura directly here's what maybe makes me a little different than a lot of colleagues you know there's not a better word because everything has its place you know like but what i have noticed in my practice with the way how i do the things is that if we go with wishes you know like what we want to embody you know like we often create maybe because there's powerful people out there, you know, like the, you create this change, but then how's the base, you know, like how's the, the foundation? The foundation, yes, yes, yes. So often then the change in that confidence doesn't last. When you come to me and say, I would really love to be more confident, then I will first analyze why are you not or why do you feel like you're not? Because sometimes maybe you are and you just think that you aren't, you know. <laughs> first of all, you have to know what is actually going on. and then. With me, it's a process. I will not listen to that wish. You know, like I will go mm -hmm. and listen to the whole part of it, to all of you. And then I will go where the first change is possible. And maybe that first change has so much to do with something else. You know, like maybe it has nothing to do with confidence. Maybe it's in Timbuktu instead of in Germany. You know, like so then I have to go there and start to move that first domino. And that domino will make the next one fall. And that might also have nothing to do with confidence, you know, like yet, you know, like maybe we will mm -hmm. drop 25 dominoes by the time we get to confidence. Maybe we will never get to the topic confidence, but maybe you will be just very confident at the end of that journey. It's as if the confidence aspect is the part of the iceberg that is outside of the water. And you're like, I want this, but everything else that is behind or that will make that happen or that needs to align for this to unfold needs to be taken care of first. It's not just about going straight to confidence. Mm. Exactly. And that is the way how it will last for you. You know, you will not walk away from working with me and not have a change that won't last. You know, like this is this is something that I, I really love to see things through. And uh, this is my way. So everybody that works with me works, commits for a year minimum. And it's a very intensive year. I mean, you can book single sessions, but I really have the most joy staying with something and then really giving it what it needs. 
profound changes. Sometimes I don't see change for six months, you know, like really that big change that people want to see, you know, like because we're doing so many little things here and there. It's like at some point, all of a sudden we have done such a huge leap and no one knows how it came about, you know, like it's when you're in alignment with your way, how you change. And that is so individual for every single person, you know, like there is not a protocol that I can stuff you into and say, okay, this is the path how you change because you change in a completely different way than somebody else, you know, like, and even if it is your closest family, they will still all need a different thing. So there's no big boom, bang thing that then will maybe feel great for a minute, you know, like, but then not last, you know, so this yeah. is... I feel like this is very common in spiritual work, right? Like you put little bricks and you build a house, but you might feel the difference after one brick, like one very powerful breath session, but that's not going to change your whole life. It might change you for a few minutes to a day, but then with repetition, with building with other tools, you wake up one day and you act differently and you're like, wait, who am I? How did I just do this when I could not do this before? How do I respond this way or react to this way? And it's totally different, but you don't really see it as that big, like explosion of like, we're pivoting path right now. It's like slowly unfolding. It's very subtle and it takes so many layers and so many angles, you know, like to look at that with time and love and consistency, you know, like is, is a very powerful path to really create change, like, uh, mm. or unfold potential. I mean, depends on what people go for, right? Like some people don't need so much change in that sense, yeah, that you still need to heal so much, but they want to unfold their potential. And it's always the same path. They say, I want to be a baker. We might not go to baking for quite some time, you know, like because we need to learn so much about the natural law of ingredients and how they work together and, and all of that. So it's a path that is always well taken with a lot of love and consistency yeah. and time. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about the natural laws of thing, it's kind of making me think about how the universe works. You know, when we're working on the spiritual level, when we're working on an energetic level, like in our aura field, there's universal rules of like how things function and it's not necessarily what we know in this physical world and what we expect that things are going to happen in a certain way like we might expect that big explosion we might expect we go from a to b and in fact it's not always quite like that right no not only in the spiritual world yeah <laughs> it's in life like that too <laughs> i read somewhere you were talking about how the universe is a mirror about us yes. and how we can use that knowledge to leverage where we're trying to go. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yes, that's a good one. Most people think what they do to others, that's what we're being taught, you know, like, uh, so it's not like anybody's fault that they're thinking that that's not a coincidence, you know, like that is what was being taught. And what we do to others matters, what we will experience from the universe, you know, like, so if we're just good to others, then the universe will be good to us. So that's didn't really lead to much happiness in humanity, that concept, because the truth is that universe is a mirror and it sees what you do with yourself only. Like there's only two people in this, or actually there's only one person in this. It's just you. And there's the mirror, you know, like, so the universe is not really a person, but it's in resonance to you with you. Let's say you stand in front of a mirror, you know, everybody can practice, everybody that is listening right now, you know, like a, 
after the show, go and stand in front of your mirror and then see if you see anything in that mirror that you're projecting, that you're not projecting. Or see if there's anything reflected to you or not reflected to you that you are projecting. And then play with it. You know, like if you hit somebody else on the head, do you see somebody hitting on my head right now? No. No. no, Exactly. But if I hit myself on the head, like, you know. You're going to see it. You're going to see somebody hit on my head. So the universe has no opinion. It doesn't think ever. It's not thinking, oh, this is such a nice person. She's always giving everybody everything she's got. No, it's just sees that you give everything that you have away to some outside of you. You know, it's constantly, what do you see in the mirror? How things go away from me. Mm. If I care for me first, you know, like if I see myself, if I accept myself, if I listen to myself, if I feel what is it that I need right now, you know, like if I answer to myself, if I do all these things to myself, what does the universe do? It will do exactly the same thing. So play with this. If you say, I love you to yourself, then like I love myself in that case, then then the universe will do the same thing. You practice it in front of the mirror. Do this every day for a few minutes and you will see it will change the way how you operate in life because really all this misery that we often experience is just a reflection of a projection that we were unaware that we're doing that we're maybe giving something away that should have stayed with us or whatever you know like it's like there's a million reasons why things happen i mean what we're projecting but it's always 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 a true reflection of one of our doings it's never somebody else it's not what somebody else does in the mirror so that is hard sometimes because we want the other person to be (laughs) at fault yeah, we want to blame someone else. Yes, yes, it's, it's your fault. Uh, no, it's actually never anybody else. There's no fault, you know, like it's like, it's just ones and zeros. It's projection and reflection. And if I get that tool right in my life, and if I really, really, really embody that, you know, like which is a path again, you know, like this is not something that, oh, okay, got it. I'll do it that way now. I did you it know, for a week, it, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 a it's a path and on that path you will have so many epiphanies, you know, like there's so many things happening on that path. It will constantly grow you grander, but it will also make your life so rich because the natural state of all of us is actually abundance. The nature is abundance if you leave it alone. There's always balance and there's always abundance, you know. So this is the natural state that we all should be in and or that we all can be in and that we were built to be in. And everything that we really need in order to feel completely full is within us. And if we know how to access these things and give them to us, we will overflow. And that overflow, we can share with others. You know, like, uh, But before we are not in this state and we share with others and give and give and give and give, what does the universe see again? How things run away from us? Or what does the universe see? It will reflect everything is being taken from us. You know, like you lose boyfriends, husbands. Yeah, you never have enough. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, if you understand that little detail, that is really all about you with you. Oh my God, you have such a powerful tool in your hand. And walk that path with that practice. Gratitude is the same thing. If I'm grateful the whole time, for everything. Sometimes when 
I was in really big turmoil emotionally. I started to say, if I didn't come up with anything anymore, all I said was, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. So long until suddenly I had no reason to be sad anymore or in emotional turmoil or angry or whatever. So because gratitude, what does it say? It says, I am full. I've got it already. You know, like, what do you project? I am full. What do you get reflected? But if you say, ah, Mm, it's always happening to me, you know, like if you victimize yourself, which we do, you know, like it's a very normal thing to do. It's not, uh, there's no judgment on that. Like this is just a part of being human. But then what do we project? We're saying something is missing. And then what is the universe reflecting? Something is missing. So a deficit, basically. So so we create deficit if we victimize ourselves. And we would love to say it is the neighbor's fault who always molested me when I was a child. And it was a horrible experience. You know, like, I mean, there is nothing that I could possibly imagine to be more horrible than any kind of situation like that. And we don't want to say that the perpetrator was not definitely a perpetrator, you know, like, and that you as a child were not definitely somehow the victim, but it's still good to own it into your own corner and say, okay, this is an experience that I have chosen. And I now see myself you know like in this experience believing that i am whole and that i am truly magnificent being because when i give these things to myself what will i project i will protect all of these things and i will get reflected all of these things you know but if i constantly stay within the victim mode because i had this really terrible experience which is very understandable that you are in this victim mode you know like what you're recreating is the status of deficit the whole time you know like it's like i'm not enough you know like or i'm not good enough all of the things that humans tend to think a lot you know like uh, yeah are creating a loop from which we cannot come out unless we switch to gratitude and to i am enough you know like change your thinking pattern and you will absolutely experience change in your life you know like and it's not always that easy but consistency is key (laughs) yeah yeah so what I hear it's really about getting out of our own way getting out of the mental loop we're stuck in that tells us where we tell ourselves that we're not enough in some way we're not worthy in some way we're not abundant in some way all of this is taking away what we're actually craving because this is what we are sending this is what we are embodying in that moment yes and one of the biggest things right now is manifesting you know like so it's like a very big theme like that we say i want to be healthy i want to be rich or i don't know like uh, things like this you know like that everybody craves but the problem with that is that what you're constantly saying is i don't have it yet so what do you project deficit you don't have it what do you get reflected Deficit. So see that the way to abundance is not to say I'm not there yet. You know, like the way to abundance is to say, I got it. I got it. I got it all because gratitude tells you that, you know, like it says, I got it. I have so much, you know, like and and, and everybody can find something, you know, like this is not uh, impossible to find things. And you just stay with those three things that you can find, you know, like just stay in the loop of, and if you have nothing that comes up, then just be grateful, you know, like, I mean, grateful for being able to breathe. And if you have a hard time breathing, you know, like maybe grateful to be alive still or whatever, you know, like there's so many things that you can find. And if nothing is being found, you can always just be grateful. 
generally, you know, like, and you project the right thing and you will see the changes going to come. But if we ponder on all what is missing and we constantly say, for instance, one of the greatest graces in my life was a disease. And would I have manifested that in some workshop where I sit and, and people ask, okay, what do you want to manifest? And then, of course, no, yes, please, can I have Lyme disease? And I want to suffer 13 years to get out of it. <laughs> no, nobody sits there and wishes for that. But I'm telling you, that was one of my biggest graces that I had in my life. And so we don't wish for the crisis. We don't manifest the crisis because all we want is always nice you know like but it's not like that you know like because the nice is really it comes from the crisis the best things often come from crisis and if we allow to not wish for anything if we allow to just be content and say okay of course you think that way you oh i would really like this porsche you know like and i don't have the funds yet to buy it you know like so you can think these things but then in the end in the essence of your being you should always feel content with what is because then you're an acceptance of the moment you're present in the moment which fills the moment which projects contentment which projects abundance you know like uh-huh. presence and all of these things yeah and what do you get reflected that everything is right there for you you know so it, it's really powerful this whole mm. uh, this whole the universe is a mirror and has no opinion yeah I love it. I think that gives people some things to ponder on for sure and like yes. <laughs> reflect for themselves and how they're showing up in their own life and how they're stepping into their own ways as well. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else you'd like to add to their conversation? Is there one takeaway, one thing you'd like listeners to leave this episode with? If there's like one thing they need to remember about what we talked about today, what is it? Well, actually, we didn't talk about it. We can add, add something. <laughs> I just always see so much in this practice. I've been doing this now for my whole life. I'm 49 years old and I have been this psychic little kid, you know, like that has always, always seen what people think about themselves. And no matter how much I tried to run from it when I didn't want anything to do with it, it always was so visible for me that one thing, and that is that everybody thinks that they're worth nothing i have encountered not one single person that didn't think that you know like a, and this is not a thought that they have on their mind that i'm reading it's more like a resonance that you can feel in their field you know like and i have to tell you if you take on one thing from me is like please don't listen to that voice because it's not true like you are worth everything because every single living thing is the whole existence like there is we are not lost individual beings that need to perform so hard in order to be worth something like we are already worth everything just because we exist Hmm. and that is something keep that in your mind when you hear this voice that tells you i am not worthy or i'm not good enough or i need to try harder or nobody loves me or any of that like just remember it's all an illusion this is not true this is just voices that you have learned to listen to but they don't speak the truth the truth is you are a divine and magnificent being that has everything that it needs in order to be complete and just because you are is already enough and you will never be worthless just because you make horrible experiences like you will never be 
better just because you own stuff or something. Like your worth has nothing to do with anything other than just because you are. You're the whole existence, every living thing. So this is what I want everybody to take away. (laughs) Beautiful. That is the most beautiful reminder. Thank you for that. I will put all your info in the show notes. But in the meantime, where's the best place for people to find you if they want to learn more about what you do? They want to work with you in some way. Where do they go? They even want to just say hello. I have a website. It's uh, crew-essence.com. But you will write that so people can find that, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's all the workshops we run in Costa Rica are on this website and all the individual work that you can do with me. You can book readings, uh, soul readings, put readings for your potential, things like this, all of that there, single sessions as well. And you can, like I say, a lot of things on this website. The whole website represents really well who I am, I think. And uh, so if you are curious about me more than now, this is maybe a place to go. And then I have an Instagram account. I'm not so big in this world of social media and stuff. I was very private, like in a way for a very long time. And there's not so much content yet. You will find a lot about me, you know, like, and maybe that will inspire enough in you to feel whether I am a good fit for you know, working with me, or you can always meet me. I'm on so many conventions, biohacking conventions, conferences all over Europe and all over America. And I'm always happy to meet everybody. And I'm reading like small, small, small reading that you can do on a convention, like uh, just like doing it on the fly there. Um, So if ever anybody is on one of those, you know, like always come by and say, hi, I'm there with Lila Quantum Tech, which is one of our companies. Yeah. So these are really the places where you can find me. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today. It was lovely chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you everybody for listening as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already done so, leave your review for this episode of the podcast in general on iTunes. It truly, truly helps people find this podcast. If this episode has helped you, you can also help someone else by leaving your review. Plus, when you leave a review to say thank you, I will give you access to a premium podcast membership for free for a full month. All you have to do is send me a screenshot of your review and we'll get you all set up. You'll find the show notes for this episode at ericabelanger.com slash 198. Before you go, I just want to say a last thank you to the growing team behind this podcast and for their support in making this possible. And that includes all our premium members too. Once again, thank you for listening. I'll see you next Monday.